Okay, so we wrapped up our last study on church government last the last time that I was here, and uh, today we'll be starting a new session. Um, we're, if you're following along in the Systematic Theology book, um, and I hope you are, um, though this started in like January of 2019, it's been a long, a long study with a lot of uh, hiccups along the way. <laughs> Thanks, COVID, um, for that. Um, we are getting close to finishing this, and I am targeting finishing it within the summertime of this year. Um, to do that, I'm going to be taking several of the chapters in the book and compressing them down into uh, the two final uh, kind of sessions for this. Those will probably play out over two or three, maybe four um, different classes for each of them. So uh, what I'm calling this first session, I'm calling it the Word, the Sacraments, and the Gifts of the Spirit. Um, and this covers in the Systematic Theology book um, the means of grace. And then following after means of grace, there's baptism, there's the Lord's Supper, um, we're going to, and then there's uh, a couple of sec sections on worship, um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be compressing all of that down uh, into uh, a couple of a couple of classes that we're going to kind of start today. So uh, we're going to be looking at uh, Isaiah chapter 55, verses 10 and 11. So if you were following along in the Systematic Theology book, um, and you were to look at the chapter regarding the means of grace, uh, the word itself, that's scripture, that's God's word given to us is going to be presented in that chapter as the first and preeminent means of grace for us. This is a means of grace that we have personally and that we should be leveraging personally in our lives each and every day. This is also a means of grace, and uh, as you would see it in that section, this is a means of grace oftentimes that we see regularly when we are together in community as a body of believers. Um, this is what we're doing this morning. We are partaking in one of the means of grace this morning by opening God's Word together, by digging in, by having conversations around it. So uh, in Isaiah chapter 55, I'm going to start reading in verse 10 and 11. Now we've spoken at length over the course of uh, studying through the systematic theology book in regards to scripture itself and the importance of scripture itself. So this morning, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this particular topic. I just want to point out one thing um, today that I think, I hope has been highlighted through this entire study, um, but, but that God's word will accomplish his ends. That's, that's kind of the idea that I want uh, us to get when we consider God's Word and the purpose of it and what it works in our lives. I want us to realize that He will succeed. And He does this by way of His Word and His Spirit working through the Word and that He cannot fail in coming 
and completing his purposes. Okay, so uh, chapter 55, verse 10. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. So I want us, as we think about why it is that we're here, as we think about how it is that we came to be believers, as we think about all of the things that had to be in place for you to hear God's Word and to believe God's Word, I won't... How, how often, I, I, I wonder, this is a question for you to consider. How often do you find yourselves wondering if God can fail at the thing that he's set forward to do? Am I the only one that ever finds themselves in that place where you're like, is this going to be that time? Is this going to be where the wheels fall off? Is this going to be where I find no direction or no guidance or that I'm left floundering? Is that is that not a common experience that we share? Or is it just is it just me? This is this is a truth that I feel for me right now. This is a truth. I I wonder. I wonder. So this is a thing that we you have heard me say this hundreds of times over the last couple of years. How many times? Like I, I just considered like as I was asking the guys to be praying for me last night. Um, as I was kind of putting, or yesterday afternoon, as I was kind of putting uh, the finishing touches just on kind of the outline of, of where we're going, um, and Dustin kind of messaged back, um, speaking towards the sovereignty of God in the timing of particular lessons, even in light of several occasions where there were months in between what we had started and where we are now and how God sovereignly aligned even in what would seem to be at moments uncertainty certainly not direction intended on my part for alignment to happen in areas but nonetheless it occurs we've seen this we know this the question that I have for you is how often do you find yourself needing to cling to that? Like, we can say it. Is God sovereign? 
Is he sovereign? Is he in control? You know it here. How often do you find yourself with the disconnect between what you know to be true here and the way that you feel in a moment? Is, is it always the case that those two are perfectly aligned with one another? I was going to say those same words. Like how, much, how often is it that same prayer that um, was it the, the centurion prayed that I believe, Lord, help my unbelief? And I heard it best said, like, because you do, you do have those moments where it's like all of a sudden you didn't realize you are going through that you're going to run into that tunnel, but he just gets dark all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, and I heard a guy say, like, what was right in the light? He's also, also right in the dark. Yes. You just have to, at that point, continue to preach to yourself the truth and walk in it. And this is, I, I, you, you highlight uh, uh, several, like, great points. One, Lord, I believe, help me in my unbelief. Like, that, that, is, a, that is a prayer that we oftentimes as believers, true believers, find ourselves in those moments where I know you believe. I know that you believe these truths. But you find yourself at the end of yourself. You find yourself in those places where you're being stretched by the events that God's allowed to come your way in life. And you find yourself needing to cling to the truth more. Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes it's not. Oftentimes like it takes some it takes a moment in it, right? You might even go for a week or more or longer behaving as if you don't believe. So your actions like let's just say, you know, you just are overwhelmed with the bad news you get from a doctor or whatever that's going on, then you even get depressed. That's just not Christians though, right? <laughs> right? Like that shouldn't happen to people who who have such great truth. Like when we come in here, when we're in this setting, that's oftentimes the way that we approach these truths. As though that like this armor is so thick for me that those fiery darts could never come close to penetrating it. Right? Yeah. It becomes a trip to your head to your heart. Yeah. Yeah. It's also discouraging within what I was going to say within church that you can't say that. It makes me feel to the point of like it burns me up that you can't say that and be like, I. If a man was so bold to be able to say those words to Jesus himself, why can't we say it to our brothers and sisters and be like, I.
and you're expected, like, well, if this is, if I'm not experiencing this fruit of the Spirit, and I'm being told, like, but you should, but you should, but you should, and then it's kind of like, but I'm not, and so then you don't want to share, or you don't, it's not that a person doesn't feel comfortable, it's that you know what it should be, and so you are left kind of by yourself, and you're questioning, and you're going, and sometimes I am like, 100%, I need people, I I do, I'm just that person, but like, sometimes it takes a wrestle by yourself, I do think, that I've experienced. Those things, those aren't like exclusive of one another, right? Like there's going to be personal wrestling with and wrestling in the text, and then there's going to be, and there's, there's a community effort that takes place when we participate in this together. Right. This is why, like, this is why the word is the first thing that's mentioned in means of grace and means of grace within the church is specifically the, this this chapter. Like, the word itself and our fellowshipping in the word is a means by which God continues to display His grace towards us. This is also one of the significant reasons why forsaking this assembly is such a dangerous thing for our souls, right? We were made for Him and for one another. Like, He's called us to be used as we continue through this, specifically when we get into the gifts of the Spirit, we'll continue kind of hitting home with this, that we experience God's grace in so many ways. And it's... it's so abundant in so many areas of our lives. And if we neglect this gathering together, we will neglect or miss out on an abundance of grace that He will pour out on us when we fellowship in the Word, in worship, and in the sharing of our spiritual gifts together. Okay, so as we consider this kind of first section of this, the word, the the thing that I want us, and I would encourage you to go back and listen to, like, the very first study of this, the canon of Scripture, like, it's important to understand why it is that we have the books that we have, why it is that we can draw strength from knowing that God is speaking to us. Like We have time and time again through this study, through systematic theology, touched on the importance, the significance of God's Word. And I, I want to continue reiterating this. And, and I did not want to just, for this class, say, well, we've touched this, let's just let's move on. The thing that I want to highlight from this is is kind of this like and you really did nail it Blake like this I believe help me in my unbelief what is the help where does that come from okay that comes from the spirit does the spirit work in in some way outside of us spending time in fellowship yeah. with him and his word like my people I don't know what I've done about my people but your people serve you and if they serve you effectively they're serving you by bringing the word bringing the word in deed bringing the word in action bringing the word literally by giving you the word so we have this 
when, when you find yourself at moments where you are in this place of, Lord, I believe, but like you're, you, you're coming to grips with your inabilities. You're coming to grips with your finiteness. You're coming to grips with your, I can't here, or I can't there, or I don't understand. Or like when you come to the end of your limits, you can more clearly see your need to cling, right? It's one thing to know and believe that God is sovereign. It's another to see Him working that sovereignty out in the days of your life. You can clearly see that when you have your eyes focused on His Word, when you're in fellowship with other believers who's, who's, who are spending time in the Word and you do it together, like, I do not take for granted what it is that we do here on Sunday mornings. Like, there's a high weight to this, the significance of how it impacts your thoughts and your mind. So, as we consider this, I want us to consider this this deep truth that we see at the at the end of this. Um, let's let's read it again. So uh, Isaiah 55, verse 10. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So this is a thing that he's given us this thing in nature that we can consider and then he's making an analogy to that same thought in the way that the word of God comes forth to us so verse 11 so shall so in the same way that when it rains and snows that it waters the earth and that from this the earth brings forth its abundance in in which we find bread to eat like life itself wrapped up in this in this cycle so in the same way verse 11 so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth will it be ineffective in your life will it come up short for you as a believer will this time be the time that the wheels fall off Will it? When we find ourselves in that place of, Lord, I believe, help me in my unbelief, let us find that next footstep, that next place we plant our feet to be shown to us through the light of Scripture. Let us be reminded of the thing that we know. Will He fail you? Will He fail you? How do you know? Because he said it. Time and time again. There's so much that you can meditate on in this passage, right? Like, I'll, I'll just get fixated on that phrase. He says, like, it may give seed to the sower and bread to the, to the eater. Like, I just wonder how many times, how many people, before that word came, 
before it was sown, how many partook of it? Like how, how many times it went it went and sowed and it produced and it produced bread to those who would who would actually go and work the field, do the work in in gathering the truth, you know, and then preparing it yeah. to eat before it ever got to me. You know, all those Yes, generations upon generations of this same reality playing out had to take place for us to be here today. Like, So we can look to his word, we can look to the evidence of his word working out in the church, the church from the time of the early apostles, the early believers, the early converts, and their faithfulness. And God working in them generation after generation through the same thing, the same mechanism that he's used here today that he uses for us. That's his word. Like we there cannot be, and this is one of the things that like I have to tell myself when we touch on these type topics for the ten thousandth time, is I tell myself, you cannot say it enough. Like I cannot this this is a this is a reality that you yourselves cannot tell yourselves this truth enough. The significance of God's word in your life, there is no price tag for it. There's nothing that you could pay for this great value. Like it is so important that you yourselves individually are spending time in God's word for your life's sake and it is critically important that we do this together and remind ourselves and sometimes it will be me reminding you and sometimes it will be you reminding me or you reminding one another that he cannot fail at the purposes that he has set forth we know this we see this in his word we see this playing out in history time and time again. If you reflect on your own life, this truth will be evident to you in His faithfulness over time, time and time again, to you. So shall the word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return empty to me. Do you ever find yourself as well feeling like perhaps... You should be farther along in this walk than you are today. What's the solution? Where do you find support? Where do you find strength? Again, in His Word that does not fail, that the purpose that He has for you, He will bring to completion the purpose by which he's brought his word into the world through the prophets, the apostles, that he's kept it for us to this day, that he's given individuals throughout time passion for this, that you don't have to go and learn the original languages of Scripture, but you can trust that God has been doing the same faithful work through the word for the sake of his people, that he's led people to love it, to cherish it, that we can stand here today partaking in this great means of grace because the church. 
has worked. Men and women throughout history have worked. The Holy Spirit empowered them through what? The Word. This Word that does not return empty. I consider, like as I think about this, one way that I... Like one of the things that I reflect on it's stories of men and women throughout the history and life of the church who have held these truths so firmly that they could face the grave itself not seeing the end of this, not seeing the return, but so faithfully hold to these truths that death itself would not be something that would waver, waver, cause them to waver from that reality. We are surrounded in church history by an, an innumerable number of men and women who have given their lives not seeing the end result of the faith that they were placing it in. Now, oftentimes, we find ourselves wanting to see that end, right? Like the reality is, is that we want to see all the hard work we put in pay off. Sometimes that's not for us. Sometimes it's not. We can see that in the history of the church, but we labor and can labor in this work, in the work of the Word, the ministry of the Word, taking the Word to the nations, knowing that it will not fail. And how do we know this? Again, we circle back to the Word. The Word. It tells us this. It tells us this. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose. And as we consider this, as we consider the word, the word has this effect on our lives as well. I want us to get this, is that it corrects our presuppositions and brings them in alignment with God's, right? So we suppose a thing. We suppose the purpose. We suppose the ends. And we work to accomplish our ends. Our ends are not guaranteed to succeed. Right? How many times do we see this in the lives of people around us? Perhaps in our own lives that the paths that we set for ourselves don't always lead us to the places that we intended on going and we find ourselves as believers wrestling in these moments trying to align our idea of the path and purpose and where do we find it do we find it by stepping away from God's word do we find like satisfactory understanding of the trials and of the whys we're going through this apart from God's word or, or do we find that God's word itself 
in those moments in life aligns our minds, our thoughts, our understandings of where life is going with His purposes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you may have moments of doubt and confusion, but it's like a firm rock that you stand on. And it's true. Yeah. Every time. Every time. His per- the winds blow and a, you know, the flood comes and it takes you back down to the foundation you know. Yeah, that's true. You know, you break it, it, it breaks down. you down. Yes. And then he rebuilds you again, right? Stronger, you know? yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And he does it. Through his word. If you find yourself in those places, when you find yourself in those places, I pray that we can be reminders of this reality to one another, right? That we see this means of grace playing out within the community of believers here at Mount Carmel. That you can be reminded of this truth by me, by others. And that I can be reminded of this truth by you and by others. His purposes cannot, will not, ever fail. He has given His Word. His Word has gone out. And there has never been one time that it has not fulfilled the purpose that He's put for it. But it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. I think that's why I can't sit and be so discouraged by because you mentioned, do you ever say I should be further than where I am? I think that's why I can't sit and be discouraged about that because there has to be purpose in that in that trouble. I mean, his word says that he will accomplish. It says it, that it shall accomplish in which I purpose and shall succeed. In the things for which I sent it. So yeah. I can I think that's why I can't sit and be like why, why, why can't I just get it together? Yeah. We have to hold to that. Like that is we have to hold it and we have to remind one another of that. Again, I, I continue I, I continue to come back to this like This community aspect of this one because like if you were following along in the systematic theology that's a that's a big part of the theme there right like there could be times that you could go off and you could be reading and you could be studying have you ever found it to be the case that your understanding of a scripture was corrected in community with other believers Oftentimes, that's the easiest way for it to be corrected because that's the way that oftentimes we find it being challenged, right? Because if I go off and I'm only thinking about the way that I think about Scripture and I never hear Dustin or Blake or anyone else speak on a particular text and I can form my own ideas and I can go in my own direction, but if I take into consideration the counsel of other wise believers... 
It helps shape my understanding. This is a means of grace for us as believers, right? Like, not only are we blessed that we have the Word and that we can have it for ourselves and that we can consider it for ourselves, but we are likewise blessed that we can participate in the study and consideration of God's Word as a body of believers together. And in that, in that, God pours out an abundance of grace on us as our ideas and thoughts are shaped and as others' ideas and thoughts are shaped. As we encourage one another by the Word and as we are encouraged by others through the Word in our lives. Um, we'll, we'll stop there for today. Um, I'm going to read that last. I'm going to read this verse again. It it it, it bears reading again. Um, if you find yourself ever considering that God, that things aren't going the way that you purpose them, align your purpose with the purpose that can't fail to be accomplished. Align your purpose with the one that shall succeed in the thing for which it was sent. So, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. If you consider... The grace that God has given us by way of His Word. I pray that you would always hold God's Word in highest esteem over your lives, over your thoughts, over your actions, over the questions of whys. God's Word and us sharing in it together may very well be the greatest blessing of grace that God has given to us apart from His Son. And we know about His Son through His Word. We know about who God is through His Word. We'll end there for today. We'll come back next time. We'll talk a bit about sacraments. Um, we'll start with baptism, then the Lord's Supper, and then after that we'll speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit um, used in community um, within the context of the church.